All right, well, here we are at the Christian Product Expo again. So we're a little out of the box this week because we are off site, not in our studio. And I have just asked a few of our authors that are here at the Christian Product Expo with us to be on the podcast this week. So Eileen Kopp is our guest this week, author of Get Organized, God's Way. And let me tell you, this book flies off the shelf because this is a big, huge issue for a lot of people. It is. So yeah. first of all, Eileen, welcome to the podcast. Thank Great you. to have you on. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, it's a blessing to be here. Yes. I, I want to just say one thing. I just want to say thank you, Athena. I prayed, you know, where should I go? What should I do with this? And it was a no, it was, there was no question in my prayer that you were for me to stick with. You have been one of the most wonderful blessings in my life mm. for me to uh, present my purpose. Mm. So mm -hmm. thank you. And you are most welcome. And it has been, I mean, I am going to tell you all right now, I am a messy. And I am <laughs> always feeling convicted like, I need to get a handle on my clutter and all my stuff. And, and this is always, I mean, I've started and a few times on this process yeah. and it has just been such a, a life changer. Even the little steps I've taken um, have made a huge difference. And it just, I just want to encourage any of you who have a struggle with clutter and disorganization, not only can this book help you transform your spaces in your home, but also allow your heart to be transformed by the word. What I want to start with is for y'all to get a little sneak peek behind the scenes of how God got a hold of your life. Because wow. that's I mean, we got to be redeemed before we can be restored and before we can reach out and encourage others. So tell us how God got a hold of you. Well, God got a hold of me really early. <laughs> I was probably um, in grade school. I grew up in a Jewish home, a conservative Jewish home. There's lots of little stories that we don't have time to go into right now, but one of the things that I remember most of was going when we would go to Sabbath school and we would go to synagogue on Saturdays and they would pull the curtain apart where the Torah was encased and they would take out the Torah and they would bring out the Torah and read from the Torah and I would always without, a, I still remember it to this day, there's something they're not telling me. <laughs> wow. And my mother called me Suris which is the Yiddish expression for troublemaker. Ooh, okay. okay. And so I would be the one in the Sabbath school that would go up to my teachers and would say, well, there are people that believe in this, they, um, they call him Messiah and then his name's Jesus. Can you talk about him? I was always a seeker. Hmm. So um, in seeking in the Jewish religion, uh, the Kabbalah is free for all. Kabbalah is numerology, you know, hidden messages, decoding, numerology. It, it's really a cult. It's, you know, finding all of these hidden things. And, and there are, there are some really tremendously hidden 
codes and, and way that the Bible is laid out. I mean, there's so many crazy things like that, but it, it, it opens the door to things like astrology, numerology, the paranormal. I was, from a young kid, very interested in ufology, which is now UPAs, and I'm still interested in it. Um, but now, what's I, UPAs? It's government name for UPAs. UFO understanding. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So I'm still really interested in it. So I'm interested in everything that's weird. That never changed. And God spoke and speaks to me in the weirdest of ways because he knows that's how he get a hold of me. And trying to tell my stories to Christians, it's kind of hard because it's like I get these stares and they just don't want to talk to me. <laughs> because I'm just a little bit more out of the box than most people have ever encountered. The how he got a hold of me, you know, really got a hold of me, was that um, I had moved from where, I forget where we were. Uh, we moved to Maryland, uh, okay. from Texas to Maryland. And we were there maybe a couple of weeks. Uh, my middle son, Evan, who was probably about three years old at the time, the, the neighbor down the street came over with her son that's about the same age. And so she knocks on the door and she's, you know, welcome to the neighborhood. My name's, you know, and uh, can our kids play together for a little while and let's sit down. And, you know, I said, sure, let's, you know, here's some tea or whatever. And mm -hmm. we'll sit down and check because I need to get to know my neighbors. And so we're just talking briefly. And she goes, um, I really don't have anyone to tell this story to my my family thinks I should be committed. She goes, do you mind if I talk to you about something? Well, she doesn't know me. <laughs> so I'm sitting here with my poker face on and I go, oh sure, that's perfectly fine. I'm sitting here going, yes. <laughs> so she tells me the story of she was getting the kids ready for school and they had cereal that day and they, she had put raspberries into their cereal and a few of the raspberries had fallen on the ground. And so she took the kids to the bus stop, came back in, and began um, cleaning the, the raspberries up off the ground. And she looks up and she sees a man. And she says, who are you? And he goes, I'm Jesus. And he disappears. She says, my family is sure that I, I should be committed. What do you think? Wow. We have published a whole bunch of books of that kind of encounter by Jesus with Muslims. Yes. So she goes, do you know anything about Jesus? And I go, well, see, now I was not taught anything per se, but I said, um, the only thing I know about Jesus is that there's a book that I was never allowed to read. I said, because my background is, is in Judaism. She goes, well, I'm an atheist. Wow. So she goes, I tell you what, let's get the book. Let's meet at my house every Friday and let's read to one another and see what happens. Wow, that is super cool. Okay, so that's what we did. And about six months, uh, six, okay, six, nine months, I got baptized because I was listening to, I'd never gone to church, okay? The first baptism I ever went to was mine. When I figured it out after reading scripture, listening to uh, Malcolm Smith on, on the radio uh, and just listening to pastors on the radio. One day he said, I believe it's in Thessalonians, I, I think it's second, maybe first. Um, we're not here to please people, we're here to please God, right? That's did it. That was my scripture verse. I never said the 
prayer. I never said the other thing. I went, as a Jew, it is our job to please people. I throw that away mm. and I only want to please you, Messiah. Mm. I didn't know Yeshua. I didn't know, I, I know Jesus, but I, I just didn't, I knew nothing other than that's who I wanted to spend the rest of my life with at that moment to please God. I got baptized and even in my baptism, I had a supernatural experience. Yeah, so that's how he has spoken to me and walks with me and deals with me. Mm. So just out of curiosity, what happened to the other woman? Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what happened with her. I haven't spoken to her in quite some time. Uh, but um, she, I think she's doing well. She's so very, she got saved oh, out oh, of that? Oh, yeah. We both got saved right, okay. right around the same time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, we looked at each other when we were reading this, and we were like, look, there's, there's too many crazy things that you're hearing that I'm hearing at the same time. It's the same thing, because we're asking, what does this mean? And we're getting the answers. Wow. Yeah, it was, you know, he showed up for both of us, yeah. not just for her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so tell us how you started down the path of professional organizing and oh writing this book and just tell us all how right. that all came together. Well, how it started was is that because of my background in the Kabbalah and the occult, I believe that what God had given me was the spirit of discernment to be able to see into realms that most people don't are not aware of. And so when I found out that there was a group called the Sentinel Group out of Seattle, Washington, uh, that did uh, not just prayer, they did like prayer walking, but it was community transformation. Mm. And there's many different communities around the world that they have transformed. But the concept was to go into different areas of your community and research first get the behind the story first, because until you get the story first, the roots, the roots, then, then, then Satan has a legal right and authority to be where he is, right? Until you go after the roots. So that's what we did. And as I was with these group of people, they would say, Eileen, can you come to my house? Because I was able to pick up all the stuff that was going on. And they said, can you come to my house? And what we call, I didn't even know there was such a thing as spiritual house cleansing. Mm -hmm. So would you come to my house and see what would, what would happen? And um, I said, sure, I'll come. And sure enough, God would reveal things to me that um, I'm not the owner. I do not get to say so, but I am instructed to point out things that the Lord is pointing to me. Right. And that spirit of discernment, that yeah. is a gift yeah. for you to have discernment because you discern spirits, you discern the spirit behind yeah. whatever that situation is yeah. and can actually help. Because a lot yeah. of times the person on the other end is blind to they're, it. They're, 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 well, they've been living with it. For instance, there's a lot of, I'll just, you know, there's a lot of things that we've inherited that are not kosher. Generational. <laughs> but, yeah, generational things. things. Mm -hmm. um, objects you know and they come with things and so i would ask them to tell me the story but but so anyway but what i noticed was a common common denominator in most of these homes that i found and it was clutter mm. 
maybe one room, maybe the whole house, maybe time management, whatever it was. It was just, you know, it was always there in all of these homes. Wow. And so uh, an another gifting that I always had was when I was growing up, when I was playing Barbie, <laughs> mm -hmm. it was, it, no pun intended here, um, but um, it, I wasn't playing Barbie, I was organizing her wardrobe. <laughs> so I would go to my friend's house and we would organize the closets. You know, this was as a young kid, this was my source of play. So I had this ability within me always as a child and even as I was growing up. Uh, and, and so I would say, okay, I think I can come help you. And I would do this, you know, for, for free, for, you know, no expense, whatever, but I was just helping them get their, their things in order. And as I began seeing how their lives were, were different, measurably different in terms of the peace and the purpose and, and God's order, what God's order in their home transformed their life, literally transformed their life, uh, how valuable it was. In 1998, I was watching Oprah and she had on Julie Morgenstern, who was, um, a professional organizer, never heard of it before. And I went, wait a minute, she does what I do. <laughs> there's an industry, there's a business that does this. I'm calling them up right now. <laughs> wow. I did, I was like their 492nd you know, member and they have now thousands and thousands of people in APO. This is the National Association of Professional Organizers. So I volunteered in that for 10 or 15 years, you know, in different things, I helped found an organization called um, Faithful Organizers, which is Christian professional, you know, Christian professional organizers. So I, I have a, I'm certified. I was in the first inaugural certification for professional organizers. So I've been there. I've done this since 1998. I mean, wow. so yeah, it's a and long story. I don't story. know how you can do it without the spiritual dynamic, without addressing. The spiritual oh piece. you can because that's what the world does the world does not understand but this effectively. component effectively no that's yeah. why they get called back yeah you yeah. know and so as i began going into people's homes and um the story is uh, i was with a, a jewish man in his home and we would we did the the, the downstairs kitchen and the living room and you know, those kinds of things. And then we went upstairs into his office. And I went into the office and when I'm discerning what shouldn't be there, I get kind of nauseous. I get uh, a little, you know, lightheaded or, or whatever. And I turned to Bill and I said, Bill, uh, there may be something in this room that doesn't belong here. Um, if, 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 we find it, uh, I'll, I'll let you know. And he just kind of looked at me and he goes, so when I hired you as a professional organizer, I got more than what I expected, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we both laughed. So uh, the story, the short story goes where uh, I'm, I'm working in his, on his desk and I come across a, um, a clear ball. I don't say what it is, a clear ball on a stand. And I never judge. There's no judgment here. Right. And I always said, I said, okay, so Bill, tell me the story of this object. I never put a label on anything. Right. So he tells me the story that, oh, I picked this crystal ball up in a voodoo store in New Orleans. Whew. So I said, 
Do you mind if we, if, if you remove this into another room? You know, because it's not my job to say you have to, you know, that, that, no, it's right. not mine. So he says, okay, I'll take it into the bedroom across the hall. So he takes it into the bedroom across the hall. He comes back, stands in the, you know, the threshold of the door. And it's like the veil of his blinders got removed. And he's looking at wow. his office for the first time. And he says, how did it get so bad? I can't believe I was able to come in here and work like this. Do you think that had anything to do with it? Uh, yeah. But I don't tell him that. Right. I said, what do you think? Oh, that's, you want them I to want have the realization. to understand, yeah. you know, what is happening. And because of that, the respect for who I was and that discerning spirit of what I had, he started now asking about things that he had never asked about to anyone before. Mm. And that drove us into a, a, a really deep conversations. And uh, he learned about my Jewish background and my conversion. And who, again, it's not up to me, but but that's the opening, you know, of when when you when you respect people, you do not judge people. I never judge people in, in, in their disorganization or the disorder because I know that it's not their fault. Satan has had a way. It's not mm -hmm. only Satan. It's the world. It's right. our generation. It's all the things that we have been taught are important in our lives. And God's word actually says the ab absolute opposite. And so what I did in the study here was to be able to point out what God says mm. about leading an orderly life. Why? Because God is a God of order. Yep. Number one. And order is an expression of his love. Mm. Okay. When you are not in an orderly environment, there is such a uh, competition that is happening in the spirit and in the brain at the same time because clutter has a visual has a visual noise we can't hear it but we see it and when we and when we can't hear his still small voice we are not able to find the purpose in our day mm. right so we end up wasting we time waste it, just right wow so order creates purpose right and so in that purpose, the bottom line of why I wrote what I wrote was that, yes, it's extremely important for us to live an orderly life because he is of order. Out of order. I mean, it's just, there's just so much scripture in there. And that's what it's in the, in the study of what the order is. However, it goes beyond right now that he is looking to see can we take care of what we've been given today? Because if you give your, your 10 year old the keys to the car, you know that he's not able to, to be responsible for it. Right, right. right. So can, can you take care of what he's given you right now? Or are you going to have to go through A, B and C and D to get to where he wants you to be? Mm. He's very patient. Yeah. Yes. And it's not like we're not saved. We're saved. 
But the bottom line is that our eternity, how we spend eternity, is really dependent upon what we do in our life right now. The sanctification process. Exactly. Yeah. So if we can live orderly so we can hear him, we can hear our purpose, mm -hmm. then our crown of glory mm -hmm. is that much more beautiful when we go to him. I, 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 this, is, this is the whole point of the book. Right, right. To say, well done, good and faithful servant, or, you That's know. we want to hear. We want to hear that mm -hmm. because you were able to take care of what I gave you. Yeah and bring back tenfold. We're faithful in the little, we'll be faithful in, in the much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's my story. I love that. So if we have people that are watching or listening today and they wanna connect with you, maybe get some coaching from you, get some help, maybe even start this as a Bible study in oh, their church. That's, that's my dream, okay. is to get Bible studies started because transformation is so hard individually yeah but it happens in groups mm. so what's the best way then if someone's listening to this now and they want to see about bringing this either into their church or a small group in their home yeah. what, what's the best way to reach well, you the best way to reach me is go to my my website at it's really easy eileenkoffministries.com and uh the other way is to reach me really easy is email it's eileenkoff at gmail.com. When I started this whole process, at the very beginning, God said, whenever you talk, you always give me the glory. Mm. And so I give God all glory for the purpose that he has filled me with. Yeah. And I give him all the glory for how he's going to touch people's lives. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. We will be back next week for Project Redemption. God bless you all. Bye for now. Bye.